the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, the program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. It's great to be with you today. It's always great to get together with you to talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. Of course, on our program, the Roger Franklin Williams Show, we do that from a perspective that honors America's founding traditions of God, family, and country. Our founding documents, the Declaration of Independence, and the principles that it states of obviously our United States Constitution. And it's great to be with you today, especially because we have we began as we began last week. We are now embarking on our regular, every two year cycle of taking a very hard look at our local elections. And on our show, essentially, what that is is actual in depth interviews with the candidates themselves. We're very pleased to be joined today on our program by a candidate for a very important position, and that's the position of Orange County Commission. So um, right now we'll go ahead and join our, our guests for uh, today on the Roger Franklin Williams Show, Bobby Oshevsky, candidate for Orange County Commission, District 1, which serves West Orange County. Uh, Bobby, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Roger. It's great to be here. Now, I, why don't we just start out? Of course, you've been serving currently as a Winter Garden Commissioner, and we had you on during that race, and you joined us and shared with us about why you were seeking that position. And um, but right now, let's to start. Just tell us why you have chosen to enter the race, and you've you've chosen to ask the people to elect you to serve as their county commissioner in West Orange County. Well, quite frankly, I, I'm running because this is my home. I, I grew up in West Orange County, uh, have lived in the Dr. Phillips uh, community since I was two years old. We, we moved there in 1980. Uh, Wallace Road was a was a dirt road when uh, we moved into Dr. Phillips and grew up in the Winter, Greater Windermere area as well, and obviously now serving as a Winter Garden Commissioner, uh, the opportunity was right to you know greater serve the community that I call home, the community that I love, as an Orange County in a Commissioner, and the whole basis of our campaign is putting residents and community first. And that's just not a promise. That is uh, what's in my heart and what we need uh, you know, to accomplish here in Orange County District 1. And I think uh, a lot of times when you look at you know, local government, uh, we may not get the headlines that uh, you can see in the national races, particularly in a presidential election year. But truly, the local government does have the most impact on your daily life. And um, you know, I've been filed for this race back in September. I have been knocking on, approaching now personally, almost 7,000 doors, and I, I have a great feel for what the people of this community want. And uh, they've been un- unhappy about some things, particularly with uh, out-of-control growth and not the proper uh, planning and smart growth. And I'm you know, very proud to say to you know, look at the record that I have is in the city of Winter Garden, which is now our third largest city in all of Orange County with almost 40,000 residents. Uh, we've been uh, had the highest property value growth in all of Orange County the last two years, uh, in addition to having the, the largest home sales in our 34787 uh, zip code in the area as well. But we've done it in Winter Garden with smart, planned, and balanced growth. And I think that's, that is what the people of uh, you know Orange County are, are demanding. And we're going to do that by putting residents and community first. And I look forward to, to serving on the Orange County Commission come December. And you're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's part of our regular series during election time where we bring you the candidates. Right now we're speaking with Bobby Oshevsky. He's a candidate for Orange County Commission. He's certainly uh, currently serving as a city commissioner in the city of Winter Garden. And Bob, can you talk about certainly growth is uh, just that issue that's just a, kind of almost a part of our life now. And um, it's, it's great to get your thoughts and also you know, have you share about um, 
your track record, if you will, you know, dealing with it on uh, on the Winter Garden City City Council. And um, can you what what are some of the other issues that that the citizens are talking about as you're going out and you're and you're meeting the people door to door? And let me just say that's yeah, I commend you for that because back in the day when I was a candidate, that's exactly what I did, and it was and one of the many educational aspects about that was it was always interesting to me how what was on the minds of the citizens in the neighborhoods was often uh, pretty different than what was on the minds of the editorial boards or of the political elites or, or the power brokers or whatever. But what are the uh, people, uh, what's on their minds out, out, in, out in West Orange County? Well, Roger, you're exactly right. I mean, you know, we have, uh, you know, like you call them the political elites or, you know, the editorial boards that kind of set the you know, the tone of agenda for some races. But I can tell you that, uh, you know, the people that I talk to, actual voters, uh, it's, it's very encouraging because I'm, I'm excited, like I said, having grown up in this community and my family and my wife's family, being a part of this community, you know, the name ID is, you know, already there after serving two terms on the, you know, the Winter Garden Commission. And uh, it goes on to the out-of-control, you know, growth. And the, particularly is uh, the biggest uh, complaint is maintaining the unique charm and feel of our neighborhoods. And I think that's important to all of us. And and as you mentioned, you know, growth, we're not going to get any smaller. I mean, we're very fortunate, um, you know, here in Orange County to be the largest tourism destination in the world. Uh, We have people moving into Florida and Orange County every day. We're not getting smaller, and it's not to say you're anti-growth, and and you need to be smart growth. And um, that is what the, you know, the people are, are, are looking for, particularly when it comes to the infrastructure, because a lot of times you can have land and, and that can be zoned for development, but you have the roads and the, uh, you know, the, the systems in place to make it a, a livable, uh, convenient and consistent, you know, com- uh, you know, community in which to live. And that's where the biggest frustration has come into play. And I, I think um, a lot of times, you know, the, the residents of District 1 are, are, you know, concerned about, you know, the motives. Uh, particularly what we, we've been seeing is a lot of zoning changes uh, from, uh, you know, either, you know, commercial to high-density residential in areas that probably aren't a good fit for that because, you know, the roads can't support what's already there, and you're going to be adding, uh, you know, a, a new element to already, you know, pro- probably difficult situation. So we I've been hearing a number of times, uh, from residents along those lines, we obviously everyone knows about what we've had with the West Orange Relief High School in our area, with uh, rural settlements, and that's an issue that you know that comes up. But the one thing too is I, I, I tell voters, and if you go to my website, um, votebobbyo.com, you can see um, all about what we're trying to do to put residents and community first. But uh, like I tell voters when I knock on their door, you know, my family does not own any land in the district that needs to be developed. And my employer does not make a dime off of any vote I've ever made on the Winter Garden Commission or will make on the Orange County Commission. And I think that kind of honesty and transparency is something that the voters of Orange County are ecstatic about. And uh, and I look forward to doing that and putting residents and community first in Orange County. We're speaking with Bobby Oshevsky, candidate for Orange County Commission, representing West Orange County. It's District 1. He's currently a commissioner in the city of Winter Garden. And um, a couple things just uh, that you mentioned, I just want to comment on briefly, Bobby. One is in your previous answer to the previous question, you mentioned uh, how you talked about how the local government, the local races such as yours, Orange County Commission, uh, aren't necessarily the sexy races. They're not the ones that get a lot of the media attention. Um, and they're not really the ones that people necessarily talk about uh, when they're at at the local diner or whatever, but I, you really so true. The local races, your local elected official, whether it's your your own town, like like you are now, your town city commissioner, your town mayor, your county commissioner, your um, state legislators, and other offices, the constitutional officers in the various counties, those are the offices that affect us most directly on a daily basis. Those our local offices, our local elected officials are the ones that really have the most power uh, and, and, and influence over our daily lives. And I encourage all of our listeners to pay very, very close attention to these local elections. And uh, I would encourage you to do what I did about 25 years ago, and that's even get involved. You know, find a candidate you like, find a candidate you feel good about that inspires you, 
that you'd like to see get elected and, and get involved in their campaign. Uh, so anyway, Bobby, I just wanted to your your answer sparked that little uh, commentary I wanted to share w- with our listeners. But you're you're so true, and that's why our program, the Roger Franklin Williams Show, has a strong focus. In fact, our primary focus is the local candidates for our local elections. Now, Bobby, we've got about three minutes, and then we'll take a break and we'll come back. But I I got a question for you, and I, and now first, you, your area is is essentially West Orange County, and one of the things that the characteristics about your commission district is, you know, you've got a number of towns, Windermere, of course, um, Okoy, city of Okoy, city of Winter Garden, who you serve as a commissioner right now. Gotha is over there, Oakland, um, the town of Oakland. And one of the things, and then of course, large areas of unincorporated uh, Orange County as well. It, you know, those those towns, those communities are a lot different. You know, you know Windermere is a lot different from Okoy. Uh, Winter Garden, uh, Okoy is different from Winter Garden, and so on and so forth. Um, you know, what are some of the challenges of representing you know th- those uh, a diverse uh, type of district like that? Uh, you hit the nail right on the head. I mean, that's uh, exactly what you have to do to to maintain leadership in a diverse district like like we have here in District One. You know, the town of Oakland, town of Windermere, little smaller rural towns. You have, uh, you know, Ocoee and Winter Garden, large municipalities um, uh, for the district. And then we also have unincorporated areas like Williamsburg and Hunters Creek, all the way at the Osceola County line that are part of uh, District 1. So each of those uh, communities have their own unique uh, set of uh, issues that they're dealing with. And, uh, you know, not there's not definitely not a one-solution-fits-all uh uh, solution here to uh, problems that are up throughout the district. So it's important to have someone who's already worked with the number of municipalities, like I have as a Winter Garden Commissioner, and also serving on uh, you know the Metro Plan Board, Florida League of Cities, and as well as being the chairman of the Orange County Community Action Board. Already have experience working with you know unique communities and their diversity and needs. Friends, you're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. We're going to take our a break here in just a few seconds. When we come back, we'll continue to speak with Mr. Bobby Oshevsky. Currently, he's a city commissioner in the city of Winter Garden. He's currently seeking the position of county commissioner in West Orange County, serving a, a, a larger geographical, geographical area. And that's an open seat. There are other candidates. Currently, Scott Boyd is the county commissioner for that area, and he is term limited, and he is not seeking re-election due to that give you a little overview of the particular dynamics of this particular race. Before we go to break, I want to remind you that our program is sponsored by friends over at Porky's Original Barbecue in Apopka. And I want to let you know about, you already know, that Porky's in Apopka has Central Florida's best bike night every Thursday evening. Well, now they've added a, another great event at Porky's. It's the Porky's Car Show. And that's the second Tuesday of the month. Every second Tuesday at Porky's Original Barbecue, Car Show at Porky. Showtime is 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. So get over and see Steve and the gang on Tuesday night, the first Tuesday of every month for the Car Show at Porky's Barbecue. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. Hope you're having a enjoyable day. Always like these times so we can get together and talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. Of course, one of the things that affect us most directly are our elected officials and especially our local elected officials. And now it's time once again for the Roger Franklin Williams campaign 2000 uh, campaign series. It's time for 2016. Our guest today is Mr. Bobby Obshevsky. He's currently a city commissioner in the city of Winter Garden, seeking the position of Orange County commissioner, which would serve West Orange County. Technically it's district one includes town of Windermere, town of Oakland, City of Okoy, City of Winter Garden, large areas of unincorporated West and Southwest Orange County, as as, as he just said in our last um, segment, also Williamsburg and also Hunters Creek, areas of those communities as well. Now, back to, before we go back to our guest, Mr. Bobby Oshevsky, I want to let you know that I want to give you a word about our friends over at Network Sound and Video, and I know a lot of our listeners are like I am. We've got a lot of great memorabilia. A lot of it is is um, on recorded, and you know, with technology like it is ever changing, changing rapidly, 
a lot of the things we have are either outdated, such as old VSH tapes, or they might even be uh, corroded a little bit and, and, and disappear. And if you're like I am, and it's, you, that's caused quite a bit of heartburn and consternation when you think that some of the great, these great memories might be lost. Well, I want to let you know of a great place that can probably salvage you these great memories if they are in disrepair and they, if they're even uh, if they're in good shape, they can uh, get them up to date and in a better format. And that's network sound and video. They restore film, VHS, and all camcorder tapes to DVD and digital. So you could just put, get them right into your computer. You can get right up to speed for the year 2016. And uh, it's a very simple process from their perspective. And I encourage you to get over to see the people, the great people Vito and the great people at Network Sound and Video Inc. They're located 2520 North Ronald Reagan Boulevard. Very easy to find. A major road right here in Seminole County. It's 2520 North Ronald Reagan Boulevard in Longwood, Florida. And you can call them at 407-834-8555. And find them um, online at NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. That's NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. Scanning photos and slides and creating DVD videos for every occasion. Now let's go back to Bobby Obshevsky, Commissioner Bobby Obshevsky of Winter Garden, seeking the position of Commissioner of Orange County. Now, Bobby, let's talk about uh, a little bit about your background, because um, I think that's always an important part of the decision-making process for a candidate. And, you know, we, we knew each other uh, before you even, you know, ran for office here in the city, uh, in, you know, city of Winter Garden. And you know, one of the things I would that I know about you, you seem to have be a young man of a variety of interest. And, you know, uh, so I just, can you tell us a little bit about your life before you entered, uh, you, know, you became elected official and, and um, you know, got involved in um, serving the people as, as an elected official. Well, thanks, Roger. Um, my background, I, I'm a graduate of uh, Dr. Phillips High School and uh, went to the University of Central Florida where I was a double major in radio and television and organizational communication. I earned a, a first master's degree from Rollins College in corporate communication and technology. I earned a second master's degree, uh, master of science and management from Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University. I have a, a Ph.D. in business administration and uh, from North Central University and have taught as an adjunct professor for, you know, almost 15 years now for UCF Rollins, Valencia, Berry University, and, and currently uh, serve on the faculty uh, teaching online for Boston University and Colorado State. Uh, work for the, as the director of a dental laboratory, Florida Laboratories, where dentists and oral surgeons are my clients and my day jobs. But uh, prior to that, I've, uh, where Roger and I, where we first uh, met, I was in, heavily involved in sports marketing. I've worked uh, with the Florida Citrus Sports. Uh, I've handled uh, public relations uh, for the Buckus Award in the Downtown Athletic Club of Orlando. I'm also a former sports agent uh, representing PGA Tour golfers and then motocross and supercross athletes. And then I've also uh, you know, worked for the LPGA Tour event, again, open at the Reunion Resort in Osceola County. Uh, so I have, have a very strong background uh, working with the community, particularly in the, uh, the media, uh, uh, public relations, marketing, and uh, business development sales arena. And uh, with just those multitude of experiences and obviously the academic background and just someone who loves their community, politics was uh, you know, definitely uh, something that's always been on my mind, kind of a, a political junkie. And then uh, you know, probably around, I'd say, 2008, I said, you know, we need more people that are going to do the right thing for the community. And so that's when I decided to, you know, to start running or getting involved to run for political office. And uh, being a resident of Winter Garden, the Winter Garden Commission seat, uh, you know, I decided to run for that, uh, took on an incumbent, a two-term incumbent, and won um, uh, in a three-way race, 71%. So that was, uh, you know, a great uh, first victory, and then we won unopposed. And so we are definitely looking forward to making it a, a hat trick here on uh, August 30th for Orange County Commission in District 1. Bobby, I didn't realize you had a Ph.D. I should have been calling you Dr. Oshevsky. That's okay. I'm just Bobby O. <laughs> Very wise. This man knows his politics, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd like to... Now, question, with that very interesting background, I'd like to... What are some of the things that... Um, you learned that 
you know, during in your career in the private sector that have helped you as an elected official now serving on the Winter Garden uh, City Commission and that you think might help you as a, as a county commissioner? Well, the one great thing uh, in my role is, uh, as a sports agent and particularly because I was heavily involved with uh, business development and, and sponsorships, and you deal with a number of different businesses, and you got to have a, 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 an interesting slice of life of, of each of them. And I think that's, uh, you know, the most critical um, aspect of, uh, of, you know, really leadership, if any leadership, particularly in political leadership, is having an understanding of, you know, diverse businesses and communities. And then obviously with the academic background, uh, you know, you're constantly, particularly when you teach courses, you have students that I teach in the MBA program. So you have a lot of tried and true you know, business professionals with the years of experience that you learn a little bit about different industries and how they can apply. And I, and I think that's the most important thing, um, you know, to, to parlay that into, you know, leadership and government, whether it's on the Winter Garden Commission or Orange County Commission, is you understand that. And, and then particularly with a, uh, you know, a public relations and marketing background, uh, and obviously in, in Central Florida here where, uh, you know, the largest tourism destination in the world, we have to tell a story and you have to be able to communicate that. And I think that's what I've, you know, learned is, you know, at, at the end of the day, uh, you know, we're all people. We all want the same things. I mean, we want to, you know, be able to provide for our families, live a good life and, and give back to our communities. But you have to be able to relate to people in a diverse uh, environment. And everyone has their own unique interests. And I think the most important thing is always looking for a win-win situation. And as, you know, the, as the uh, it's probably cliche now, but, you know, uh, we can accomplish anything if it doesn't matter who gets the credit. And, that, and that's the truth. So you definitely, you know, want to be sure you're involving people and, and uh, you know, letting other folks get the credit because that's way, that way things happen. We get things done and collectively as they say, a high tide raises all boats. Yeah, it's a quote from uh, Ronald Reagan, one of his uh, very many uh, wise uh, quotes and, and um, wise uh, perspective. It, and that leads me to, you know, yeah, obviously i got to assume that before you ran for office and sought your first office, which you, you won, as you've just shared with us, and you're currently serving as a Winter Garden City Commissioner, is who are... Um, are there any, and if so, who political figures, statesmen uh, you know, that that you looked up to that that you know that serve maybe as role models to, uh, for you, you know, before you even you know cho- you chose to, to run for, for for office? I don't think I emulated after anyone, and it wasn't you know saying I, I. And of course, there's many people that I admire in, the, in, in political leadership and, and, and business and, and, and sports and even religion. But I think it's important that everyone has to be themselves and be their you know, own, take their own unique talents and gifts and, and, and give the best that they can do. But, uh, you know, when you say, is there someone that, uh, you know, you emulate, I do greatly admire our Congressman uh, Dan Webster uh, because he is just, uh, I think, the embodiment of a, of a servant leader. And he's, uh, you know, very humble. And I think uh, I, I, I could, we, I think all politicians could use a little more uh, Daniel Webster just on that level of, uh, you know, the humility that he has. And so that's something that I look at is always looking, you know, you always have to be statesmanlike. Because I, I mean, Roger, you know me, I, you know, I'm a, a passionate person and I'm not a shy guy. And sometimes, you know, you have to take that step back and listen. Uh, uh, you know, twice as hard to make sure that you're serving the needs of your constituents and serving the needs of your community. And uh, and I think when, when people listen and are really engaged in the process, that's when I think the magic happens. And, and so as a, a political leader, we always need to be listening. And then, you know, no one knows enough to be a pessimist. And so, you know, we, we always have to have that optimism and looking for the, all the information, getting everyone to the table before we make a decision. And, and at the same time, uh, as a political leader, you know, you're not going to make everyone happy. And so, you know, that line in the sand is going to have to be drawn. And, and unfortunately, on votes, there are winners and losers. But I think it's important to have the trust of the people to know that you've done your due diligence. You've studied the issue. 
and you've made a decision from the right place, uh, knowing that there's no special favors that you owe anyone. You're not riding anyone's coattails. Uh, you, you, you know, you don't own land in the district that needs to be developed or your employer is looking to make a dime. You want true public servants who are doing things for the right reason. And that's why, you know, we're running for Orange County Commission to put the residents and community first. Well, Bobby Obshevsky, thank you for joining us. It's um, always great to catch up with you and chat a little bit. Thank you for sharing your, um, your insights and, and your goals and your vision if you were to be elected to the position of Orange County Commissioner from District 1 in West Orange County. Uh, appreciate you joining us. Well, thank you, Roger. It's always a pleasure joining you as well. Before you go, just one more thing. Yeah, I really you know, want to just say a word or two about Congressman Webster as well, and I think he's a great elected official for for all elected officials or leaders of any respect in perspective in any field to emulate in that, you know, across the spectrum, uh, regardless of partisanship, because one thing about Dan Webster, I've known him many years, decades now, you really hit the humility. And um, I know he's an incredibly hard worker. He's incredibly accomplished. We could go on and on about the things he's achieved, but but he's also the, the first person to be humble about it and to praise others and put others first. So it's, it's a great, um, you know, a great role model to have for all of us. Well, Bobby Oshevsky, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you so much, Roger. Friends, we'll be right back after these messages. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Great to be with you today. Hope you're having a great day. Hope you enjoyed our first segment, our first segments with Bobby Oshevsky. He's currently a commissioner in Winter Garden, candidate for Orange County Commission. And once again, if you're just joining us, I want to remind you that that'll be the primary focus of our program for, through the through the November elections are to have candidates directly that we can share, not commentary about so much commentary about candidates, not discussion, not debate on our program, the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Uh, so much what our focus is is to bring you in-depth interviews with the candidates themselves so you can hear directly from the candidate about their qualifications, their background, their agenda, their goals. And that's the focus of our program and will be through the November election. And, of course, we always cover local politics on the Roger Franklin Williams show. That's the core part of our mission. And not only, uh, and we do that through direct um, interviews with candidates, with the elected officials. And we also, of course, have a strong flavor of community uh, organizations as well. And of course, it's all from a perspective of respect for America's founding traditions of God, family, and country respect for the principles that were so eloquently defined in our Declaration of Independence by Thomas Jefferson and are codified in our United States Constitution. That's what we're about here on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Before we go further, and, and now for the rest of our show, I just want to talk about, uh, shift our focus, still on the political arena, on the elections, but shift our focus from local elections to the national presidential election, because that's been a principal focus, of course, uh, as our regular listeners know, for about a year now. Because as you, I and many of you anticipated, this 2016 election is unfolding just as, as, as we had anticipated and being what, certainly the most exciting election of my lifetime, uh, the most unpredictable election of my lifetime, and <laughs> very possibly the most consequential election of our lifetime. And I would even say... Um, and that's, that's that's where we are right now. We've got two candidates, uh, presumptive nominees, if you will, Trump on the Republican side, Hillary Clinton on the Democrat side, that have absolutely complete opposite visions of America, uh, of what America is, how they would even define America, uh, how they would want our country to be. And, of course, uh, what follows from that different agendas, different goals and visions for how they would uh, take the country as the presidential, as the leader, as the president. And and I think that certainly from my perspective, we are seriously and on the wrong track in terms of our leadership from the, from the president, from the executive branch, starting with the president uh, under uh, Obama, Barack Obama, the last eight years um, going in my, from my perspective, exactly down the wrong road um, from in virtually every single way, culturally, morally, spiritually, in terms of even the expansion of power of the federal government, 
which some would even say, argue, some do argue is even extra legal, um, having directives by uh, czars and by people in the executive branch who were completely um, removed from the, the, the people, uh, removed from uh, the influence of the citizens, uh, all kinds of things. And um, so even the tone and the focus, even the lack of of response uh, the tepid response, if you will, to, to these increasing terrorist attacks, even <clears throat> the current administration refuses even to use the word terrorist in many cases, refuses to even identify uh, the uh, the attackers as as being uh, driven by uh, this, this crazed anti-American, uh, uh, pro-religious, uh, from their perspective, uh, agenda to destroy Americans and destroy other people in the world and kill and ravage and destroy and so anyway uh, my point is that virtually everything from my perspective that obama has in his administration essentially the democrats who've been supporting him have been doing is 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 wrong it's 100 uh, uh destructive to what our traditional american perspective of god family and country uh, our declaration of independence our constitution so that needs to change it needs to change quickly because I don't know how much longer we can even uh, survive the sustained attack on traditional American values from the, the president of the United States and the executive branch. So for that reason, I'm you know, you know, enthusiastically supporting Trump um, for for president. So, of course, one of the interesting developments of this particular campaign is on the Republican side or on the anti Obama or anti, uh, I guess just say on the Republican side, there's a lot of conflict, a certain amount of conflict from certain quarters who are, are vocally, uh, vociferously anti Donald Trump. Most recently in the past week, uh, conservative commentator, columnist, conservative elite, George Will, as flat out said, uh, encourage people not to vote for Trump, which I want to kind of, and he's representing a certain element of the establishment element in on the conservative side of things. Now, I would argue and I would state for I think he's his his this this faction if you will of elites that George Will represents is is not only a small faction, it's it's a it's a tiny factions faction it's infinitesimal. So, I almost don't even want to talk about him specifically and his comments specifically because I think I I I think the people that he's representing are, are such a very small minority, but I do think it's significant. It's interesting to talk about too. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about that for the rest of the show. Um, the Trump candidacy. Why I am becoming more <laughs> enthusiastic about Trump, literally on a daily basis, and you know why I just I think he's gonna gonna win the election if, if he survives the campaign. Um, but before we go further into that, I want to once again remind you that our program is sponsored by our friends over at Sheeler Auto Repair. And I want to let you know because, of course, in a high high growth area like Central Florida, we have new we have people moving in all the time, and so a lot of our regular listeners know, and a lot of our regular listeners are customers of Sheeler Auto Repair. They know Demetrius and Odysseus on a personal level, but at the same time, we have new listeners every week, and Central Florida has new residents every week. And for those people, I know myself because I've been in this boat <laughs> trying to find. First of all, a competent, but a competent, trustworthy um, place to take your car and get it fixed is, is, is a stressful experience. So if you are looking for a place that will care for your car, truck, van, or other vehicle with old-school honesty, integrity, and dependability, then I urge you to get over to see Demetrius and Odysseus at Sheeler Auto Repair. They've served the Apopka, Altamont, Lockhart area, Lake County area, Seminole County area with old school quality, excellence, and fairness for over 20 years. They're located 1908 South Antwasom Trail in Apopka. No job is too big or too small for the guys at Sheila Auto Repair. You can trust the guys at Sheila Auto Repair. In fact, that's where I take my car. Be sure to tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Also, once again, I want to remind you that our program is sponsored by friends over at Florida Door Solutions, Central Florida's best garage door company. Florida Door Solutions will has the leading the top brands and suppliers, and they can. Uh, their big part of their business is servicing existing their existing customers and uh, service and repair. 
can find out more about Florida's best garage door company. That's Florida Door Solutions at FLADoor.com. That's FLADoor.com. Or give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR. 866-FLA-DOOR. I also want to let you know that Florida Door Solutions is pleased to support our local schools and our local youth sports, including Little League and high school sports. Now back to discussion on the presidential election and mainly I'll just want to address this this angst within certain sectors of the Republican Party uh, about the Trump candidacy and the fact that Trump is currently the presumptive nominee and you know barring unexpected anything unexpected happening at the Republican convention will most likely emerge as the nominee for the Republicans. Now, let me say I, w- I would not be surprised if there were some kind of organized or even non-organized effort at the Republican convention to try to de- deny Trump of the of the nomination. So I think that's something we should you know take a careful look at on the horizon as well. But I um here's the way I see it. I <laughs> certainly Trump is is a, is a man with his flaws. Um there have been periods where yeah, I've personally found him to be quite unlikable. Same time, I think he's got certain likable qualities too. The guy, I think, is genuinely funny. He's obviously very smart. He can think on his feet. He's clever. He's got he's got, he's got courage. I mean, he's he's a nat he's a guy's a natural leader. And what I mean by that is, and this is a thing that I find attractive about Trump, and I don't understand. Well, actually, I do understand. That's what we're going to talk about in our next segment. I do understand why there's there's such a vociferous angst about Trump, the Trump candidacy within the, 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 the establishment levels of the Republican Party. And I'll just hit that real quickly, and we'll talk more about it in depth. It's because the, you've got people with bastions of power. You've got elected officials, uh, Mitch McConnell, a leader in the Senate, uh, or the leader in the Senate, uh, the leadership oftentimes of Congress, Many of these people, we don't even know their names. They've been there for decades. They've done nothing. and But these people are entrenched power. People in the Republican Party apparatus, in the bureaucracy, fundraisers, people whose names we don't even know who raise millions of dollars for campaigns. These people have a seat at the table. They are, they are, have a, have a, a very influential seat position in American life as decision makers. Uh, Mainly because they figure out the way the system works, they know how to raise money for the right candidate, help them get elected, gives them access, or they've got a position like Mitch McConnell. Uh, he's he's got everything he needs: uh, huge office, massive staff of dozens, if not hundreds, of people, uh, limos to ride around in all day. Why does he want? Why do these people want to risk any of that to advance an agenda? Why do they want to risk any of that to engage the Democrats, the left, in in tough battles? Uh, uh, you know, when when things happens, when you when you fight a battle, you oftentimes you get scarred, if if not seriously damaged. So, of course, the Republican establishment is ensconced. They're going to be there whether the the country goes left or right or um you know whoever wins the election, and and that's what they're concerned about. They're uh, the columnists and the so-called conservative media. They're concerned about having their column and having their radio shows and being a a, a quote personality. That's what they're concerned about. Um, so somebody who's going to come around from the outside, like Trump has done, doesn't recognize their influence, uh, is, is basically uh, turned off by it, like a lot of us are. Um, that threatens and seriously jeopardizes their seat uh, at the table and, and their personal power. So, of course, they're upset and frightened about Trump, and they want to try to kill him off. Anyway, we're going to go to break. We'll be right back and continue the discussion on The Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back to The Roger Franklin Williams Show, and I hope you're enjoying our, enjoying our discussion of the 2016 political season, and it's a varied discussion today, starting out with a local candidate for office, candidate for, for county commission in Orange County, Bobby Oshevsky, who's can, running for Orange County Commission. And, and let me say, um, you know, we have an open-door policy on the Roger Franklin Williams show. Uh, we're looking to, um, you know, we're open to, if somebody wants to come on the show, we'd love to have you. So oftentimes, uh, certain people will hear a candidate and or often the opponents and they'll say, well, how come you had them on? I'm like, well, you want to be on? Come on over. So open door policy on the Roger Franklin Williams show. You want to come on? We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to have you share with our listeners who are vast and not only large, 
amount of listeners, but listeners who who are engaged, listeners who are going to vote. And in fact, many of our listeners on our program don't just show up and vote. They work on campaigns. They influence other voters at the grassroots level. So any candidate out there would love to hear from you, love to have you come and speak to the people on our program. Uh, we're, we're all, you know, I'm a, I'm a Jeffersonian, and that is our f- strong focus, uh, a driving focus, a core mission of the show is just good old-fashioned grassroots democracy in the form of our constitutional Republican government as part of it. Um, Free market ideas, it's a marketplace of free ideas, that that kind of thing. Back to the Trump discussion. Before we do, once again, I want to remind you about Porky's original barbecue. And Every time I I think of Porky's, I have to smile. It's such such a, not only is the food outstanding and and a lot of unique dishes as well, uh, but they've got a phenomenal variety of pork, pulled pork, beef, brisket, chicken, best chicken that I that I get any that I know of anywhere. Just I don't know how they do it so perfectly, but but they do. Steve and the gang do it, a lot of specialty sandwiches like the pig dip and the their uh, the sloppy cow and their own form of the Cuban sandwich. Outstanding sides. Once again, sides like uh, of course uh, fries and macaroni and cheese, but also um, their own traditional, their own sides they come up with like Jim's Dirty Taters and got collard greens and just, it's just a, a great place uh, to really get filled up. You're not going to leave Porky's hungry, but I want to let you know about a, a relatively new event at Porky's. Of course, you know that Porky's has the best bike night in Central Florida uh, every Thursday at Porky's. And that's a longstanding tradition, but now they have added a car, the car show at Porky's Barbecue. And just so you'll know, if you haven't been there, it's 256 East Main Street, which is also Highway 441, right in the heart of downtown Apopka. It's the second Tuesday of every month. Car show at Porky's Barbecue. Second Tuesday of the month. Show time is 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. But don't wait for the car show. Get over there. And I will also encourage you, Wednesdays is a great day to go to Porky's because you can get the Hump Day Special. That's their famous jumbo pulled pork sandwich, two sides and a drink, for just six seventy five, it's the Hump Day special, but you have to ask for it because it's not on the menu. And get over and ask for it and tell them you heard it on the Roger Franklin Williams show. Now back to the election, Trump candidacy specifically. So we were examining why certain element of Republicans are just so so upset about Trump. Now, and, and it, the point I was making the point that the people like George Will, Mitch McConnell. The Republican establishment, I can't hate to keep using that, that phrase because everybody uses it, but it, 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 it's, it's the best phrase, I think. It's the people that are entrenched, the people that have been – had some, some kind of form of power and influence, not just in the Republican Party, but on the conservative side of things, the conservative movement, if you will, which has really, really, really gone stale <laughs> since uh, Reagan came along and sparked it <laughs> in the late 70s, and it really had it uh, flaming – Ten alarm fire back in the days when I ran for office back in 1988, and the so-called conservative movement, conservative revolution, is completely petered out. I would argue that the George Bush candidacy had a lot to do with that. George W. Bush, well, actually, both both of the George Bush presidencies had a lot to do with it, um, and we could talk about that for hours. But anyway, whatever the causal the causes are, uh, conservative movement completely petered out. And so part of the part of the after effect byproduct of that is we got eight years of Obama as president. The left took over the country. <laughs> That's what it is. It's not just about Obama being president. You, you've got the, the cultural left has taken over the country and we're seeing the effects of it every single day. And traditional Americans is what a way I would define myself who believe in the Constitution, who try to live their life essentially by the Constitution and and the principles espoused in the Declaration of Independence by Thomas Jefferson so eloquently, which is in, in my I would I would phrase the term the Declaration of Independence as the mission statement for the United States of America. Those values are completely being run over roughshod by the cult, by the left, by Obama, by the Obama administration, by by everybody that he puts in there, whether it's his cabinet. Uh, his Supreme Court nominees, uh, his federal judges, uh, judge nominees, 
uh, all these people in the in the bowels of the bureaucracy, they're leftist. They're not for consent of the governed. They're not. They don't believe in endowed by rights endowed by our Creator. Uh, they don't, most of them don't even believe in God in the first place. Or if they believe in God, it's, it's not uh, it's not our uh, Judeo Christian God. Uh, so. So the country is 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 not only on the wrong track; it, it's it's on the wrong track, barreling down the highway at a million miles an hour, uh, to the point where the entire uh, the future, our future, if it, we're going to continue to live in a democratic republic, we're going to live as free people. If we're going to continue to be independent, are we going to have the the strength and the fortitude to fight back the forces, the terrorist forces that are trying to destroy us? All these things are in the hanging in the balance. And the Republican establishment, the so-called conservative establishment, the so-called leaders of the conservative movement could care less because they're fat, dumb, and happy because they've got a position. George Wills, he's going to do his column no matter what happens. Uh, uh, you know, he don't have much longer to live anyway. So, you know, why is he going to rock the boat? Uh, Mitch McConnell, hey, he, he rides around limo, limo all the day. You ought to see Mitch McConnell's office or any of these other congressional leaders. They would never, 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 never achieve anything like that in the private sector. They they found a way to weasel them, themselves into the political system. Talking about the most of, most of the the Republican elected officials, certainly the leaders, talking about um, conservative columnists, conservative talk show people for the most part. Not talking about most of the talk show hosts uh, like Limbaugh and people like that because they they're 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 the leaders of the outside, if you will. I'm just talking about the the official Republican Party, official conservative movement type people. They are of course they're going to be against Trump because they've established power. Many of uh, what they've worked at for all their lives, they've carved out a little niche where they live a nice, comfortable life. They get recognition. They go to the right parties. Uh, they have a little newspaper column or something like nationally syndicated or whatever, like George Will does. They write for a magazine. Uh, they um, might have a position in the Republican Party. Uh, that's what they want. That's their focus. They're fine. They're not concerned the country's about to be destroyed. They're not concerned that everyday Americans' lives are, are, are uh, the quality of life is, is declines almost every single day because of more government regulation, because of uh, the cultural, uh, the, the influence of the cultural left, all these kinds of things, the breakdown of conservative, uh, traditional American values. Um, wh- why should they care? They've got their newspaper column. <laughs> They've got their big fancy office and their limo. So, but Trump does care. That's my point. Trump does care. And, I, and you know, whatever negatives he's got and whatever flaws he's got, and I certainly don't think he's any more flawed than pretty much any other political uh, uh, presidential candidate in my lifetime. Um, one thing I, one, one more good thing about Trump, he wears it on his sleeve. He's not, he's not a hypocrite. He's not trying to hide anything. Uh, he wears his flaws on his sleeve. Everybody knows about him. But um, by the way, did, did you know that when Obama got elected, he was a chain smoker? <laughs> no, nobody did because he hides it. Uh, but anyway, um, what original motivation i firmly believe and i think this is huge as far as as decision making on a candidate why is trump running because he's a businessman he's an entrepreneur he's got business interests around the world america has to be a strong country for him to succeed as an individual America has to have a good economy in order for him to succeed as an individual. America has to have a strong uh, leadership position in the world, uh, both in terms of national security and in terms of economics. Uh, has to be a strong economic force in the world in order for Donald Trump to succeed in his business. If America is not strong, if our economy is weak, if we're militarily weak, if we're a pushover in negotiations with the Chinese or, wh- or whomever um, – <laughs> That's bad for Donald Trump's business. In fact, it's so bad, it might even cause him to go out of business. Okay, my point is, he largely, it's in his self-interest for America to be strong. It's in his self-interest for America to be strong economically, in trade relations with other countries, in terms of national security. So right off the bat, I think that he his eyes were awakened, like many of ours have. And um, certainly he... Um, has no long-standing role as any kind of conservative. He probably wasn't even a conservative. I wouldn't even know if I did define him as conservative right now. That doesn't matter. Um, if you name twenty different issues, he's 
dramatically opposed to Hillary Clinton. He's dramatically opposed to Obama. He's he's a dramatically opposed to the cultural left, whether it's free market economics, whether it's the way he would handle the economy, uh, whether it's his uh, position on, on almost any, any issue. Trump is his is. Is is dramatically um, different than Hillary Clinton, Obama, and, and the left. So that's why I think he's an excellent nominee for the Republicans. And in the in a minute and a half we have before we have to end our our discussion today, the point that that a lot of even a lot of people who are and this is something we'll have to address next week is a lot of people who are not part of the Republican establishment got a number of people I know, good friends that are good solid constitutional Americans. Good, solid, um, traditional Americans, they have raised eyebrows about Trump, too, and they're struggling with whether to support him or whatever. Um, but the, you know, the, the thing that, that that I would say there is Trump's a fighter, and that's what many of us <laughs> have been looking for. We've been, look, we've been fighting in the precincts for a long time, uh, and we've been electing people, Republicans, who go up to Washington and do nothing. Uh, some of them go up with good intentions, start out trying to trying to do something good, figure out the way it works up there, and say, well, look, I just want to stay here. I'm not going to rock the boat. Whatever. Whatever the reasons are, they all peter out, virtually almost w- without exception. Uh, we're sick of that. We're sick of a nominee for president like Romney who won't even uh, – who had the Benghazi issue dumped in his lap and wouldn't even take advantage of it, wouldn't even bring it up in a debate. Sick of a nominee like, Mc- like McCain who wouldn't battle the, the other opponent. So, yeah, we want the Republican nominee, the man conservative, uh, carrying the conservative banner, to be a fighter and a battler, and that's what Donald Trump is, and that's what he's going to do. Anyway, it's great to be with you. Hope you have a great day. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.